Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. Nice. So there was this anime. Yeah, there's this anime called uh, Osamatsu-san, and uh, it was like uh, it's a it was a revamp of uh, this old like '60s anime. I forgot what the was called, but it's funny because they actually took down um, they had the all the episodes on Crunchyroll, and you can't like legally stream the first episode anywhere because. Uh, Japan doesn't have fair use laws. So like if you parody something that's technically like stealing IP and the first episode is full of just like other anime bullshit. Cause they're trying to like the whole, it's like a meta like joke. It's, it's like the anime characters are trying to figure out like what type of anime they want to be. So they turn into like Goku and Naruto and like one piece and shit, but it's all like parody. Like they, they have to fight like one of the uh, Titans from attack on Titan and stuff. But uh, in the second episode, they got out of that because there's only one uh, pop culture reference that they have, which is um, they're trying like it's about sex tuplets. Like they're just like all identical brothers like Karamatsu, Osamatsu, like whatever. And the joke is like you mix them up all the time. Uh, and they there's like a jigsaw and it, he's like a, like the puppet. He's like, and he's like trying to kill this one particular brother. And they're just like, every time he like has them, he's just like, uh, you have to get your, uh, your hand out of the trap. And he, the guy's just like, um, I think he's trying to kill like Karamatsu and he's just like, Osamatsu this. And he's like, fuck. Cause he keeps missing, mixing up the brothers. So. Yeah. No, I am. Um, Jigsaw came up, uh, when I listened to like an old come town and I did like a joke where he's like, I want to play a game. Show me your pussy, <laughs> like, <laughs> which is just. I kept doing it to my girlfriend later that night. Like, she she was on the toilet or something, and I just poked my head around the corner. I'm like, I want to play a game. Spread your legs. Show me your pussy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, thinking about the the Cholo character. Uh, oh, I think the, it's probably one of their greatest characters. It, it like, honestly, uh, like, just yeah, hilarious. Six year old molested kid who's a Cholo. Like, yeah. it's just perfect. To, I there's like there's like small things with it like to me like it's not just like the the a ridiculousness of it but it's also like when he goes on that bit about like how his dad like literally a week before he got abducted was telling him oh remember when you said we don't need to have passwords remember when you said who's gonna pretend to be your uncle you know yeah. <laughs> like passwords are quote unquote gay it's like that happened I was, you, those are your exact words literally a week <laughs> before I got abducted <laughs> Joshua you're going to say something not necessarily um, uh, Cole so let's see we're it's, it's September 21st uh-huh. and um, I've been listening to the last pod on the left okay. which I don't know if you've listened to them but yeah. Liz got me hooked on them, mm-hmm. like really good true crime um, stuff. But that got me thinking, okay, we have Last House on the left. What are your like top three must-watch Halloween spooky horror films that 
Ooh. people should watch. Oh, that's that's not even a hard question. I'll tell you the, the top three films right now. Ready? Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yes. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And Halloween yes. 3, Season of the Witch. I, I have to concur with Matt on... So, um, it is a good question. So, for Halloween, the Halloween season, um, specifically... I mean, Halloween itself, I have a watch list that if I'm not doing anything else, like this year, might actually... I have a girlfriend, so we might actually do something for Halloween. But usually I would be by myself eating like, you know, double fisting Kit Kats and like getting drunk and, you know, whatever. Um, and I have a, I have a watch list and it's like, um, so this, so usually it's a Halloween of some sort, but I think Halloween three for me just really hits. It's just, it hits that like just spot of being goofy and fun and being set, uh, you know, around how like on Halloween and stuff like, Halloween the hits first that one. spot of being the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, yeah. like right. the yeah, which the Halloween two. I I've actually been meaning to. I think like when October rolls around, I'll watch that again because it's been a while. Like I don't. It's like like that one always gets lost because it's like just kind of like a, a a slightly worse continuation of the first. So like like you're either gonna watch the first one because it's great, or you're gonna watch the third one because it fucking rocks because it's you know just completely ridiculous. Um, so there's that um, Pumpkinhead, I think, is super underrated. Um, oh, well, not maybe not underrated. I feel like most people who would watch it would, would think it's great. It's just that, like, not enough people talk about it, I don't think. Like, it's just, it's like, to me, like, uh, I come back to it. It's like a great deep south, like, Appalachian horror, like, getting into, like, just, like, kind of like how Texas Chainsaw does, like, with just, like, horror set in like these like backwoods areas but that's not just like the horror is that they're a bunch of hicks you know it's like you know getting into like lore like old like rooted like you know shit like that um uh ginger snaps which is like um uh probably the best werewolf movie or just set around the concept of werewolves like as far as exploring them as a concept like like if you want to get into like what's the best as far as like show uh, I guess American Werewolf in London then I guess you can interchange those as far as like it, okay to watch, but uh big big connoisseur of the werewolves I, I'm really I, I dig werewolves a yeah. lot they're like my favorite monster so American Werewolf in London never actually seen it doesn't yes. that end with like them just shooting that fucking it's like a wolf right like a werewolf is just a person that turns into a wolf. And they like shoot his ass and that's how it ends. Right? Yeah, that's like so that's what I mean as far as exploring as a concept because in, in That's in, fucking gay. No, it's it it's a great film. Like I don't want to spoil like but just like the idea of I don't like, want to say exactly how the movie ends. But there's in between shit. Say. Like the like being a werewolf in the movie has a context that you don't really see in other films. Like as far as like like just what it means to become that and like what your actions do to people. Like you're not just killing them. It's deeper, more than that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, but if you want like, just like werewolves as far as them being like creepy or killers, like, like the howling is great for that mm -hmm. dog soldiers takes it, just ratches it up to like, like putting a bunch of like British, like SAS guys against a squad of werewolves, like, you know, fighting them. Um, to to yeah. talk about like the Thai like uh, culture within politics, right? Yeah. I, I was I've been watching this show, and I, I saw it on Netflix because I was like tired after work and not wanting to read 
um, for class or for fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how work just crushed my soul. Um, but so I'm like, fuck it. I'll just watch a Netflix show. And it's a show called the order. Okay. And it's like, I, I call it discount magicians, even though magicians is kind of discount magicians, but the magicians is a show that I really liked. And yeah, it's a book series right? that I like, yeah, yeah, it's on sci-fi. And so they're like, you know what? Let's do this, but worse. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. So like, it's a show where this guy goes to this college and it turns out, uh oh, there's a secret society and they're all like magicians or whatever. But there's a twist in the formula. And it's that he figures out that there's also a secret society of uh, werewolves called the Knights of St. Christopher. And they're like okay. there to fuck up the magicians because the magicians are like evil. Right? So the werewolves so are good in this context? Yeah. So like being a werewolf's like being a superhero, essentially. Like you, you and, and like what's interesting is that like the werewolves lures like you don't uh like they don't bite people or scratch them or whatever to turn people into werewolves they're werewolves like the hides there's like wolf pelts they're called hides and they they have they're like magical items and what it does is the hide will bond to a person kind of like venom or something like a symbiote okay it'll like bond to a person and that you it grants you like to become that werewolf so like like, there's different yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty much like goosebumps. Yeah, werewolf skin. <laughs> That's fun. yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the the werewolves are like good guys, you know, essentially. So anyway, uh, long story long, uh, the second season I was watching that, and I like just finished that before I came here. But like, fucking this show. Okay, the show's really bad because it like it's good, but it's bad. I, I enjoy yeah. my shitty television. Um, because there's like shit where it's like there's characters the two main characters are like we love each other but we hate each other but we love each other but we hate we're they're like star-crossed lovers that can never be together because they're awful but they're both awful people or whatever but uh the dog shit politics because like the bad guys in season two it starts off with like one of the professors being like the main bad guy yeah but he's like he's a magician like marxist okay and it's such dog shit because like there's a secret society that does magic and they're like, magic should be for the people. And they're like, but magic is dangerous. You can't allow people, everybody to have magic. And those are like the bad guys or the fucking. And I mean, like it's on that. It's like right on the nose because they go into this like professor's house and are snooping around to like make sure it's him and like to find these stolen like magical artifacts and shit. And it's like nothing but like Stalin posters and Che Guevara and like they find the communist manifesto and she's like, why is he doing this? And he th- throws up the communist manifesto all smugly like an asshole. And it's like power to the people, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Like um, there is like one instant. Well, that just reminded me of this other like instance of like there's a movie called Doom Asylum, which is like this mm-hmm. just like like like. Ten dollars total went into the production of this movie. It's like this one of the right. like super cheap budget slasher that I that is like survived now because of how ridiculous it is, but also it rocks. And there's like a group of three teenagers who are like form part of the victim group for the killer, right? Who's like this like Phantom the Opera esque guy who like faces ugly, but he make he cracks jokes. He's trying to be Freddy Krueger or whatever. Um, 
And it's like w- one of them is just a lady who like just shows her tits all the time. And there's a there's a another like punk rock girl. And one of them is like a communist, right? But in the most like like just like literally, there's a scene when she gets killed. She's just walking through like a bathroom, saying, "The people united will never be defeated." Just saying that to herself, just like not even singing it really, just saying it <laughs> while she's like spray painting anarchy symbols on the wall. And then she yeah. gets like, and then like um, the guy comes to kill her. And she says like, "No, I voted for Reagan." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Some shit like that. That's amazing. And then he Dandy. kills her and he's like, you know, I don't mean I agree with your politics, but you know, something like that. Or or I remember yeah, that's I just remember that incredible. like Yeah, that's that's how communists are. Yeah. We just walk around saying a slogan and just spray painting stuff, you know. Crazy. Worldwide. All yeah, communists and, yeah. and actually just voting for Reagan but putting on this like pretend yeah. to be communist cosplay. Yeah. No, it's it's great, yeah. Did that guy, I guess, like going into a topic, like a political topic for the episode, did that guy also uh, kill Josh, your favorite person, died? Um, did did this guy kill her or the notorious uh, RBG, your favorite person? Oh, uh, Ruth, Ruth. Oh, I don't. I know nothing about her. <laughs> you know nothing about our, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Mm-hmm. You know nothing about her? Josh, Josh doesn't give a fuck. I know Zilch. He's like politics. What the fuck is that? That shit's stupid. Well, um, yeah, just I mean, we're all. I know we're all collectively mourning. Um, you know the I like morning RBG. wood. I personally had been I had hoped she would stay alive for a couple more months so she could come to my wedding and get COVID there and spread it there. But um, you know, unfortunately, just these things happen, and um we are i know i'm launching personally an investigation into her death i believe it was foul play um <laughs> i've ordered a rape kit done so we're going to get to the bottom of what happened to her so um yeah, it's no. like the sopranos where like trump just hires a bunch of black people to go like yeah he's, to just, go like, kill he's just like make it look like a carjacking you know it's like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed peacefully in her sleep with like five bullet wounds to the back of the head. Like, yeah, like the natural Clinton's causes, like you know, the Clinton suicide gun, but like reverse. Mm-hmm. Like it was a it was like a they reversal. tried to fire it at Bernie, but it ricocheted off like his like uh, his baboon, his pacemaker, his baboon heart he has now and fired directly <laughs> yeah. into, her, into her home. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, your suicide gun doesn't work on me. It will never work on me because I have a new heart. That's well, why, like, that was a cover. He he was like, he got a mechanic heart. Well, Bernie's Jewish, and as we know from the Phantom of the Menace, uh, the Phantom Menace, Phantom of the Menace, I was thinking Phantom of the Opera <laughs> still, um, that Jedi mind tricks, and I assume other sort of um, uh, things like that, don't work on Jews. Because Watto <laughs> like wouldn't be you know uh, persuaded. Would you like mind tricks don't work on me. <laughs> like yeah, Bertie's like your heart attack gun doesn't work on me. You know exactly. He's outside the force. Yeah. I'm protected by Mossad and the state of Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but, a lot of people are unironically mourning uh-huh. her death. Um, what like. What are the ramifications of her career and now her passing? Like, how does this change things? Well, so uh, her career, as far as like the things that made her 
are like, I mean, we could chalk up if you stack things up in favor of her legacy, it's things like um, sort of abortion rights, like not the, you know, waffling on those things um, uh, with like sort of like uh, equality for women. As far as I read something about like some case that she ruled on um, that uh, dealt with like, God, I, I I just read it like an hour ago. I can't remember it. Um, and then like the gay marriage thing. So there are like cases that stack up in like say you could point to as like okay she had a positive presence on the Supreme Court. But I think so. Like those things are all well. There's a, those are good cases that we can say okay that's that's like something she contributed positively and then there's like a, a whole other swath of things where she didn't contribute positively or if anything her contribution was just a dissension like people point to like when she like would like rule against stuff but it, it always it would pass and then she write a dissension and that would be like her contribution but um but uh there's like the um uh, that one pipeline uh, through the Appalachians that went through like indigenous land, poor land, all that stuff that she ruled in favor of, like um, like racially speaking, she has not been uh, great. Like her like law clerks, she's had like one who was like a person of color throughout her entire career, which like clerking for a Supreme Court justice, that's usually how you get like that's how you get to be on the Supreme court mo most of the time is that you clerk for uh, a justice and that puts your name out there as like in the pool, like a uh, Sotomayor, I believe in Kagan, both clerked for Thurgood Marshall, if I'm not mistaken, or one of them did. And Thurgood Marshall was on the Supreme court. So um, that's something that happens. And she's had exactly one uh, in that span and her comments on Kaepernick and other things like that were not, um, uh, great either um i mean ultimately her like her contributions were like as far if you're thinking of like what does a liberal want out of a judge that's pretty much what they want is to her to rule and things like that and then when it comes down to actually like um material things like a pipeline being driven through native land she's you know not your person for that um yeah and she she's also like I think if anything, time will prove that she uh, she died, and, and it'll like in history she'll go down as like a, a. I think she's a narcissist. Like I mean, it's it was a lot of like, uh, you know, she she had, um, pancreatic cancer for a while, right? Yes. And she had a chance to retire, but she like had this this uh, got to keep fighting the good fight type mentality which was i think it's i think it's a mask for her inherent well uh narcissism no like specifically specifically she said i want to be replaced by hillary clinton i want yeah. to be uh replaced by the first woman president i don't want obama which is like thinking of like <laughs> like Racial other stuff optics. i don't want obama to replace me um like literally like and she she had been um like diagnosed um, I feel like her first diagnosis came back all the way in like 2009 or something. Um, but she beat it. And in 2014, it looked like that, like her, I mean, at that point she was like 75% cancer and it was like, okay, 
you know, around this time needs to be like maybe your your time to step down. And in, in every case, she sort of refused, um, especially like 2014 was I, I want to get replaced by Hillary Clinton. Um, she's going to run in 2016. She's going to win because like they literally never cons- consider that, hey, maybe she'll fall fucking flat on her face. And then, you know, you're like and then, you know, uh, Alito, Alito, have Alito happens. Right. And it's like. Yeah, like the strategy, like the thinking, right, the strategic thinking does not exist on like the liberal side, really, because it's like, yeah, you have to consider, okay, Alito's a fat old asshole who might have a heart attack any day. If you can ensure that your seat gets filled by someone like a liberal judge, you need to take that opportunity and because the Republicans mm-hmm. will do that. they And that's what they did. Trump becomes president. Fucking uh, uh, Kennedy outs because i'm gonna he knows he's gonna get replaced by a conservative like Mm -hmm. they think that way they think strategically and liberals never do and that's why they just rack up that's why they rack up w's and people i mean like are always like well she didn't owe you that or blah 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 it's like that thinking is why it's always this way it's because it's it's it was it was her like whoever whoever replaces her now that trump picks to replace her Right, he did say it was going to be a woman. He's like, I'm going to replace with a woman. I read up about the person he's that the the top pick he has, and uh, she's great. It's going to be great. Uh, um, well, whatever happens, I just have to say, like, I think we can directly say that it is uh, RBG's narcissism that fucking caused it because she wouldn't step down when she should have to get replaced. But like, also, it's hilarious because now, like I told you guys, there is literally zero reason to vote for Joe Biden now because the whole point. The whole thing was like uh, liberals dangling it in front of like the Bernie bros face and saying like, you need to fucking like swallow your pride, keep your fucking head down, shut the fuck up, go to the polls and pull the pull the machine for um, Joe Biden. Right. Like pull the lever for Joe Biden. So vote like one retard in there besides another. Uh, So that was the whole point, because they were like, well, what about uh uh, like Roe v. Wade's going to get overturned, right? Like, like if Trump wins again, then like RBG is definitely going to die. So they used her death, right, specifically as a bargaining chip to get people who aren't going to vote for Biden, right, on tr- to try and get them on board for voting for Biden. Not, not only trying to get them on board, just trying to get them on board, but actively insulting people for not voting the way that they want you to vote. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're not voting for Biden because he's he's a terrible candidate and will do more harm to the to the leftist project in America than 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 Trump will. Oh, you must be you must want women to not have agency, right? Because RBG is definitely going to die. Like that's the, what's so disgusting about it is that they used her inevitable death to yeah. guilt people. But now that she died. While Trump's in there, and he can pick another, he can pick another Supreme Court justice, right? He can he can appoint another one. There's zero reason to vote for Joe Biden, like absolutely none. Like that bargaining chip that they had, which they're gonna find a different reason anyway. And I mean, they've been finding one, like the, well, like the, the TikTok she died. Like, like, will you want her legacy to matter? Vote, it's like, yeah. No, like, yeah, like, like t- TikTok girls screaming at you, saying we need to get the fascists out of the White House, right? Like, just any anything to like shame people into voting for Joe Biden. But like um, to, to like to, to talk about her is, is to essentially say that like 
Democrats are so fucking addicted to losing that like it's it's just it's comedy at this point. It's so funny that they're so addicted to losing. Yeah. The so the thing is is that even before she died, and I've had this conversation before, is that um it was a five four conservative um court, right? Which means on and so um I mean like okay, the thing is that what people don't really grasp, I think, is that for the most for most cases, right, the liberal conservative judges pretty much will like like except for like when like because like most of the differences come from interpretation. Like, do the judges uh, follow like a very literal understanding of the Constitution and precedent and all that stuff? Do they think it's up for debate or, or uh, differences in, in understanding or whatever? And that that's what decides their differences a lot more than like their political leanings. Like the political leanings come in when it comes to like abortion rights, like, uh, like gender discrimination, shit like that. Like, like the, like more cultural war type stuff, like, um, uh, like not like, right. Cause like whatever, like defining like, uh, abortion is not really like a constitutional thing at that point. Cause like there is nothing in the constitution that talks about, like like abortion or anything like that. So that like that does that comes down really to like what do you feel personally like ideologically, you know? Um, but like when you look at all these cases, it's like for the most part, like most of them are unanimous. So most of the liberal judges, most li- or the conservative judges, they they agree on like a lot of stuff. It's just this narrow bend of cases where they where they differ and where like the actual battle happens. Um, so, so you have a five-four court, a conservative court. That means that on those narrow bend of of cases, the conservatives are going to win out. So, if there's ever like dissension, they're going to win most likely, unless you get like like Kennedy for one for you know one was like kind of like would waffle on certain cases within that that band. So he wasn't a, a certain conservative vote, but uh, he was a reliable conservative vote for the most part. Um, but he's gone. He got released with Kavanaugh, who like, you know, AI is not going to be like a, a wishy-washy type. I don't believe. Um, so if that's the case already, then it's like that's that's settled, right? That that's over and done with. It's five four. The only way you overcome that is by uh, um, expanding the court or by kicking judges out. It'd be easier just to expand the court, say. Um, and there's there is like I think president or constitutional arguments you can make that, you know, we have more people, we have a higher population. Therefore the court, like the house of representatives um, or like any other sort of proportional thing we may have needs to expand. Um, you could make that argument. So, but Biden, but Biden's Biden's already said, I'm not going to do that. He's not going to do it. So so I'm not going to do that. So what I'm spineless. Exactly. So the argument then comes to, okay, if he's not going to do that, because Biden literally does not believe in changing anything substantially. Like he's said that I'm not, nothing's going to substantially change. So, um, if he won't make that effort, then we have a five, four court, even if Ginsburg dies and replaces her, it's five, four, it's over and done with. Um, now if, I mean, now if say Trump is able to get someone in, which I, I, he's got a whole month and a half to do it. So I don't see, I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, then it's six, three, right? So basically the same, 
you, you it's just you know you just have like two judges uh, like now you just need now it, it takes your chances from like one percent of a swing vote to zero point zero zero one percent of a swing vote so um like like the the situation really fundamentally hasn't changed you still need to expand the court five four six three to get an, ex- an advantage you have to expand the court no matter what and if joe biden won't do that no matter what then that's not a salient argument then. And like, say Ginsburg uh, seat doesn't get replaced. Say Trump, for whatever reason, they hit a log jam, they won't get him replaced. You know, uh, that changes things a little bit in the sense that like, yeah, you can keep it 5-4, but even still, the answer is expand the court. And if you won't do that, then all you get is just this, this, you know, oh, well, we've held on to the one. It's like, it's like in a football game, you're down by three, it's like, or you're down by four, and it's like, you need a touchdown either way, but Biden's like, we'll just go that, we'll kick a field goal, we'll lose by one. But that's better than losing by four. It's We're still losing, but at least we just lost by one point. Yeah, we'll four. make it a respectable loss yeah. instead of an outright so, blowout. Yeah, if your solution is a touchdown, then you can't have field goals. I'm making a sports ball analogy here, so all our jocks can wrap it around, wrap their fucking heads around it, you know? Yeah, jobs, jocks like us three. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. You know, just a couple. Oh, when you're right, you're right, man. Just a couple of jocks over here talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her fucking inherent narcissism for not stepping down when she should have. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, again, yeah. again, argument out the fucking window. You oh. can't, you can't make that argument anymore, right? So, I mean, look, that never stopped liberals before. Like, oh no, like, they'll keep making it. Um, making well, making arguments is just like we need. Well, it doesn't matter. We just have to get the fascists out any possible way which is what they you know there is but yeah they just ignore that the, the fact that uh their side of the political spectrum are fucking ghouls too like that fucking ghoul like i, I want to know what who the necromancer is who's fucking summoning these like from beyond the grave like joe biden or nancy pelosi like that fucking speech where oh my <laughs> god just like, it's su- good morning it's sunday good morning Sunday morning. I was like, oh, her brain, her brain is like on afterburners right now. <laughs> like it is, it is struggling. Um, which I'm gonna use that anytime. Like I need to stall. I'll just be like, good morning. It's Monday morning. You know. Um, yeah. You should get the day wrong too, just to like make it you know very accurate yeah. with Nancy Pelosi. I know she got the day right. I'm just saying like. It'd be more accurate because her brains, all their brains are fucking mush. It does look like she took the face of another human being and plastered <laughs> it on her own. It's just slumping off. Like, well, like she needs to revisit the doctor, get she, some more adrenochrome pumped into that yeah, face. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, more child butt. Yeah. She takes off the she takes off the mask, and it turns out it's uh, fucking uh, Anthony Hopkins from Silence of the Lambs. Hello, Kremlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, well, first of all, like she looks wet. They, they all look wet for some reason because it's like it's like they're all just like a pizza under a heat lamp and a buffet just sweating you know it's like whatever they've applied to the front of their face like the stem cells or whatever just anytime <laughs> they're under those lights or like in front of like some microphones it just it just you know it's because hell is hot people hell yeah. is incredibly hot they summon demons we know it's it. They just use the blood of innocent children. Uh, I mean, why? Honestly, not? I think Alex Jones, Alex Jones might be onto something. Like, mm. uh, uh, like 
I uh, I think it was recently that like the posting minister shared a video of Alex Jones. Yeah, it was. It was posting minister shared a video of Alex Jones going to Target in like a mask, and he was in a lizard person mask. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, I'm here to eat your babies. I'm part of Congress." <laughs> and I'm like, "Whoever, like, what whoever, point? Like, whoever deplatformed him? Like, when they canceled him, and they're like, you can no longer be on fucking Patreon or fucking anything. They're like, those people should be put up against a fucking brick wall and shot, like, through a firing squad. Because we, Alex Jones produces, like, the most wholesome content imaginable. Because, like, you go, okay, it's all a bit. And then <laughs> it's, like, not a bit. Like, Yeah, I wouldn't call it wholesome, but I would call it genuine. And that's what we need. We need genuine because like he's definitely someone who's like at this point has wholeheartedly swallowed everything. I want Alex Jones. I want a wrestling match like a like a UFC fight with Alex Jones in the octagon with every single bisexual, mentally ill TikToker. So you mean neurodivergent. You just say every every TikToker like that covers that covers the spectrum. Well, no, like every every bisexual neurodivergent TikToker who talk who bitches about uh, not reading Harry Potter and, and, and bitches about like having to read Ulysses or, or the or ones who Moby like Dick or dip their toe in being conspiracy theorists, like you know the ones that are like, um, if you look at the wildfires, they stop at the Canadian border. So like, what's going on there? Like, look like like if Alex Jones. If Alex Jones was running as God Emperor of the United States, but he he's told he said he's like my promise to voters is to beat up that guy who got into Princeton by writing Black Lives Matter on his application. <laughs> like if he were to say that, like I'd vote for him in a heartbeat. Or just any of those, like yeah, any of those like spawned in a lab, like like just like um, listen, we need to get Trump out of the White House. You know, like those people who, in their cars screaming, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> I saw this video and someone was like, what the fuck is going on in the neighborhood? And it was it was a picture of a black van and you could hear the uh, it sound like someone muffled the audio, but it was the girl from TikTok yeah. talking about getting the fascist out of the White House <laughs> screaming. And it was like a video of a guy recording like the van. <laughs> it wasn't actually obviously. Yeah, like, but yeah, it was yeah. Like, <laughs> that's great no it's like um we've had this genre of like white person in a car angry and it's like usually like older guys like whatever screaming about trump and blue lives matter and now it's like these young millennial uh gen Z people are like you know what no we're gonna muscle in on that territory so everyone put on some glasses get get your iphone out and just just screech screech into it i will say that we we were wrong when we like i feel like or at least i was wrong when i was saying that like tiktok like gen z people are like you know like like there's some good ones where that girl who's like what the fuck is math like that girl incredible hero queen we stand a queen or whatever but um some of the communist ones or like the ira ones are pretty good yeah (laughs) stuff like that but the the um Honestly, there's more bad on TikTok than good, and 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 oh, yeah, absolutely. Trump, Trump saying he was going to shut down TikTok. I mean, I'm not saying that I'd vote for Trump. I'm just saying that yeah, that's a very compelling issue. I mean, that's what is, has Biden said anything about TikTok? What's his stance on? TikTok? I know Schumer. I know Schumer uh, went out there and was like, like we have to protect the kids. Like he was literally saying, get rid of TikTok <laughs> too. So it's a well, bipartisan issue at this point. Yeah, I, I the I mean like um. Like Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard and 
um, fucking Ted Cruz both have talked about like cuties. Yeah. Right. So I think there's like a, there's a, uh, there's like a meme a while back where it was talking about cuties and it was, it was the cuties poster on the political spectrum. Yes. And it was like the guys like all looking at it and they're like, what the fuck Netflix? What the fuck Netflix? Yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck Netflix? And there was like the, the libertarian right. And it was like, Oh man, I want to fuck these girls. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw that, that variation. I saw the variation where it's everyone looking at it going, wow. And I was like, no libertarians wouldn't do that. And then like <laughs> the right tried to be like, Oh, the left wing loves cuties. Look, I made this, the meme with them being like, yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> you're not going to get this. Like, uh, um, this is not one where you can get a W over this. Um, also, you mentioned Ted Cruz. This guy I followed on Twitter was like trying to be like an anti. He was trying to be like, uh, "Cuties has like actual artistic value, so like you should like stop." And I was like, "What?" And then he's like, "Yeah, if you fall in line on Ted Cruz with an issue, then like you're wrong." And I'm like, "Like Ted, that is so that's such stupid. a liberal like, dumb mindset. It's like it's so stupid. You can agree with like points that." That quote unquote that that's the problem with like fucking blue check liberal like fucking neoliberalism is just straight up like people going uh, okay um, if you have a D in front of your name you're a good guy and if you have an R in front of your name you're a bad guy there's like that one girl a while back where she was like if Joe Biden raped me in the streets I would vote for him before Trump yeah. because because he whatever. Um, this guy like wasn't he's like better than a fascist a blue check liberal type. He was like, uh, I guess left. Like, I don't know, like maybe trying to be contrarian here, but like, yeah, I just Who saw that. And I was like, huh? Who was he? Oh, I can't think of his, his, his name is super long. I can't think of it on my head, but like, mm. yeah, I was like, well, I, of course I can like, agree. like, first of all, if Ted Cruz were like, not a lizard person and a human if he were a human being i think yeah he would definitely be a child molester but he doesn't because he's a lizard he doesn't understand like attraction or even any sort of like any anything of that sort right he doesn't understand the concept of children or, or adolescence or anything like that right because he's a lizard um but if you were a person yeah but but because he's like just because he's like so i can recognize that I can also say that, like, yeah, him being like, we should petition Netflix to, like, you know, whatever, or, like, trying to, like, legally, you know, whatever, go after Netflix is, like, dumb. But, the, yes, the general per, the general point that Cuties is gross and I don't like it, yeah, we'll, I can agree. I'm fine with him it's, agreeing with that, too. Like, It's almost like people aren't fucking Star Wars characters or whatever. It's not, like, the good side versus the bad side, right? It's, like, there's... Like swaths, right? Like we can say certain things are like morally right or morally wrong, whatever. You can make like absolutist claims, but at the same time, you can disagree with the person like fundamentally and like be completely separate from them ideologically, but they can make like a point that you agree good with. Good points. Like, yeah. yeah. Which in Every, this case like, is that 11 year old girls dancing on camera seductively is gross. Yeah. And showing their breasts and yeah. twerking is not good. Yeah, it's like Trump when he says, um, I'll kill all journalists or <laughs> I'll ban TikTok or hey, here's a free twelve hundred dollars. I mean, fuck yeah, I'm down for all that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
Um, did you see the video of like uh, when RBG died and it was like a video of Trump hearing it for the first time? I put quotes up. Yes. Which was mm-hmm. just a totally like just completely like not like didn't happen, of course, but just that he tried like which is like, why not? Why not try that at this point? Why, why not do it? Just literally be like, you know, just produce this fake ass video of you being like, what? She, oh, you're telling me this is the literally folks this is literally the first time I'm hearing this. You're the first one to tell me that. Oh, horrible. Here's a prepared statement about her. I <laughs> just that like, yeah, Donald Trump would have would have like eloquent words to say about her. It wouldn't if he actually heard it for the first time, just cackle and be like, good. <laughs> there was a I, I will say that whoever was running Biden's uh, social media uh, campaign recently did hit a Trump level like they they finally decided to start like actually trying to to win the election by releasing this one ad where it was like Trump and he was at this rally and he was like listen if that man wins you won't see me again you won't hear from me again ever again it's like I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message yeah, like, it was just a funny. clip of Trump saying that and th- that's funny and like that's something that like Trump would do right yeah trump's social media team the best in the game hands down um like my just the one my favorite one is still the obama one where like he's obama's watching tv or yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it's just it's just it's incredible being like, like creepy and he's like what um yeah no um uh where was that so like you that reminded me matt when you said like the good thing so like Biden had the um, that one speech or that one sort of series of things he said where he was like, this election is about Scranton versus Park Avenue, right? But obviously he didn't mm-hmm. say it as coherently. But, um, and uh, you had – so like it was one of those things where like it's probably the only good pitch he's made this whole election is that this is about like good old-fashioned – I mean it's not like much different than like typical – party line shit but it's approaching like a a message that actually like might interest people like you know talking about being against wall street like taking it to like the rich fat cats which is just not true is well no it's made up bullshit to say it but it but it is uh, like election parties i said it's approaching like if he wants to win if he wanted to slam (laughs) dunk win say shit like this two months before november yes yeah right and of course because it's a speech that like on its surface challenges like the dichotomy in America and like park park Avenue and wall street and all this stuff. Of course, that's the one thing that like the fucking MSNBC and the other like news people got pissed off about. Like what is that Soledad O'Brien? Who was just like a fucking like the worst type of just sold out, like just played out like, like, you know, money gone to her head type person who's like, like literally responds to him, like his account posting that and being like, um, or it could be about like both, you know, like park Avenue's like, there are some people on there who aren't rich. And it's like, Oh my God. Like this, like just this like pearl clutching over like, well, we can't be divisive as if like, as if the, the blueprint for victory wasn't, (laughs) wasn't thrust in your face. Like, yes, like like there are there are people that we are against there are people that just, we it's a, it's you know, a race to who calls who uh a retard first honestly like that's yeah. that's the winner that's going to that's the decisive victory right like that's the final 
that's the final battle uh, where the two armies line up and, you know, Trump's just like, listen, well, I mean, Trump's already sh- like struck plenty of like death dealing blows to Biden. Like when he's like, he's, he doesn't even know where he is. He's not alive. Yeah. He doesn't even know he's alive. It's like incredible. But like that, that's the thing. Like those, those are the types of things that will, you know, win a, win the election now because like no one, I mean, if 2016 proved anything, no one actually gives two shits about the political, like the political theater as like a, yeah. you have to like, you have to act within the constraints of this like political puppet show. Cause like Trump, Trump's a direct response to that, right? People, yes. people like Trump because he, he breaks the, the political theater, like the, the, the fake civility and the, the the integrity of the office he just breaks that I mean, right? and, and it doesn't even the things he says don't even have to be true it's just the way he says things and like the conviction behind them and that they're totally honestly because they are batshit uh and go against what the mold has been for so long people are like well this is people fundamentally want something different and that's why i'm very f- afraid of joe biden's kind of message of we're going to keep everything the same and just click the reset button and go back to the Obama days is because did we not just see what the past four years were about? Um, It was a response to the Obama days and how politics had run. Yeah, like Obama, like like, like just the general trend, which the Obama administration epitomized to the, you know, to the max. But, and so how, how it's like the, the game has changed. The rules have changed. Why are we still playing in in like with those rules? Why aren't we going aggressive? Why aren't we calling people retards? Why aren't we? <laughs> well, like, you know, not specifically <laughs> that, but yeah, the, no, the spirit no, of it. Yeah. Saying, why are we afraid to say uh, quote divisive things? Why are people afraid to literally just say, "Oh, I'm not for like the ultra wealthy on Park Avenue." Like, like why many, is that the, like, the part we the can't say? It's because they're stuck yeah. in this like political this political puppet show, right? Where they have to, again, they have to like uphold the integrity of their position because their, 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 their position is only held together by the, like the fake integrity. Right. So like Democrats, once you get past the whole, um, right, like we're better than Trump, like Trump is take the high road, right? We take the high road, they go low, we go high type stuff. There's nothing substantial about a Democrat. Like there's absolutely zero, like there's hardly any difference between a Democrat and a Republican. The, the, there's some face level. Um, we respect like minority or women or like some very like surface level things that Democrats again, like quote culture war stuff, right. That they proclaim to do. And they even do that terribly. And so what happens is that Trump, is a break in that like, like that psychical like m- mindset because Trump exposes the the like the falseness of their claims where they say, oh you know um, you know like we well well Trump is a, a business guy right he's just selfish and he's dumb and whatever but like all of them are that like all politicians are just business people who are selfish assholes right Trump is just like cool because he says it like that the difference is democrats won't even say that yeah like i feel like the reason why like especially in 2016 his message 
resonated is like it just comes down to like like how many people would just actually pay attention and listen if say you know you the person running like all your answers are basically just like well i don't i'm not beholden to you like like trump was like i'm not beholden to like the journalists to the establishment to anyone i'm holding to the people right but he's not but that was his message is that i'm not held accountable by any of you people like none nothing none of your opinions matter on me Right, it's the people like Which my base. Reflect it reflected yeah. how people felt about the media and people yes. felt about when he says fake news. Of course, the media is like <laughs> we're we're very important, but people genuinely are like this is bullshit. We know we're being fed bullshit, and yeah. so when someone challenges that, even if it, Trump is fundamentally wrong in the way he's doing it, they'll still side with Trump because they're like it's right, it's fake news. We can't trust the media. I remember this this clip. I saw back when like New York, the New York times did its fucking endorsement, you know, at the New York times editors or whatever. And they were, you know, um, talking to all the candidates and they talked to Bernie. And then one of them, like had like a question about like, well, the other candidates will often call us or call other journalists on their birthdays to like congratulate them. So like, are you planning to do that? And Bernie's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. That's it's a birthday. It's not that important. First of all, second of all, my job is to work for the people. And I'm like, yes, that's the message. Like, like, can you imagine just being like asked that? I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm not elect. I'm not elected to make you feel good. I'm not elected to be like you don't really. You don't hold me accountable. You really don't. Like Trump has proven that you can publish all you want. That is not what's going to hold him accountable. You know, you are toothless. You know, if 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 say you're a person, but that's the thing is, if you care about what they say, then you'll get held accountable, right? Because like, oh no, uh, a Jim uh, Flipboard in the in the Times is publishing an article that I like. You know, I've committed perjury or perjury, <laughs> I plagiarism at Harvard. I'm ruined. Or if you just don't give a fuck and you power through it. Oh, look at that. I'm still running or I still have a career. That's weird. You know, it's literally like like they, they they're I mean, if Trump's proved anything, they're secondary to or tertiary to this whole process. Like and like and that's what people want, because for so long they've been like this entrenched media class that acts as if they are the ones who actually pick who gets to be president. They're the like like. You know, you guys like just not, vote, but we're the ones who actually like like pick the guy. Not just the ones who quote pick the guy via like their polling or their stances. They also see themselves as like setting culture, like they're they're tastemakers and they tell people how they should think about things, um, what they should like and why they should like it. And and people know like most people don't make their choices based off the media and most people like um, have a very different thought process. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how this election goes. Guys, next Tuesday, first debate. Is it actually oh happening? My God. Uh, September 29th. As of now, it's still on. Wait. We're watching. Biden we hasn't backed up yet. I want to. I think I we think should watch should, it yes. and then have a, a, a pod special. I can't wait. Oh, my God. It's going to be so funny. Peak comedy, like I said last time, just absolute peak comedy. I might even take, I did, that, I take touch, that day off. 
work. <laughs> I want to. I want to touch on. Uh, I want to the next on, day, like um, the next day, yeah. the day after. Yeah. What you said about um, journalists, <clears throat> and I think it's a, an important point to make, is that journalists um, are so far now are so far removed from um, like working class. So I. I I made this point on Twitter a while back and I actually got a PM from friend of the pod, Austin, uh, about this. And, and I said that, um, you never see, so when people get older, right? Like people that, you know, this is just anecdotal, right? But I mean, most things are anecdotal when you, when you notice people are getting older, they say that like, Oh, well I started out like bright eyed and like optimistic, right? I started out as a Democrat or whatever, but when I got older, I became a conservative. Right. And I said, you know, I've heard people say that before, too. You notice that typically like people won't people won't change from Republican to Democrat as they get older, but they'll typically go the opposite direction or they'll do something like like what's happening to a lot of like young people now, like us included, which is like go to the actually to the left. Right. So so go from like more either liberal or more like right wing or whatever you want to say, like we were back in the day to being a leftist, to be a communist socialist, whatever name you want to put on it, that to, to being that right. Um, and I said, the reason why I think is that like the conservatives aren't any more, they're not, they're not as like, um, helpful to the working class as a lot of people would like to believe they are but at the same time they're not like antagonistic towards the working class so like democrats will like be very antagonistic towards the working class they'll say shit like oh only people and you've heard this i know you guys have heard this before uh, and listeners have too um these people are dumb uneducated white people who are voting for Trump, right? Yeah. Like that's typically his like vote. Yeah, the deplorables. Right, the basket of deplorables, right? These people aren't worth our time or effort because they're non-cultured swine, right? They, they say slurs, they make crude jokes about women and their fucking steel mill jobs, whatever. So like, fuck these people. Well, that's the Democrat stance. And the Republican stance is that like, okay, well, we'll at least they'll go through like try to try to go through like fundamentalist Christian, like evangelical like roots or whatever, or, or I've heard a lot of people say this too. They say I voted for Trump because I wanted the economy to be better. Yeah. So like they recognize, they say that, okay, when Democrats are in power, the economy fucking sucks shit. Right. And when Republicans are, are in power, the economy is good. Now this entity, right? Like a non, uh, like Marxist analysis of the entity of the economy is the economy is good. So everyone's doing good. Right. right yes. That's like the, the non Marxist analysis of the economy, like per se. Well, they don't realize that the economy is like, if it does better, it means like rich people are getting the stock, richer. The stock, the stock market stock prices go up. Right. Exactly. So the long story long to say all this is that journalists are the people who uh, lend uh, air of credibility towards the Democratic Party in terms of like culture makers and tastemakers and like journalists are the ones who are directly saying and you see them directly saying that I I am they, they are of a middle class upper middle class or higher bracket right like the the quote unquote like PMC the professional managerial class right so they go to college and then they like get a fucking degree in like 
um, gender studies or whatever. And then they become these journalists and they make like, or uh, this is a big one too. And I, I was like, what the fuck? People actually pay for this shit? Diversity consultants. Have you ever heard about yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so like people just to say, hey, you're being racist as shit, stop. Or like you need more like people, you need more like POCs or like gay people or whatever in your, in your office. So these people are like typically like upper class. They have these like cushy jobs that like, you know, fucking people who work in the factories don't like obviously. So the working class is sitting there and they're saying they're getting told you're privileged. You're and by, by the journalist class, you're privileged, you're, you know, um, whatever. And these guys can, these people can barely afford to make rent. Right or barely afford things they want or need or whatever. They probably don't have health insurance. Right, and they definitely don't have health insurance typically. So what happens is that like the democratic establishment, which includes journalists because most of them are liberals, right, typically shits on these people. And so there is a direct antagonism towards the working class with journalists because journalists aren't the working class. Well, yeah, and like it's just, it's married with the... Like it's married with like corporate, like um, like journalists now, especially the the big name ones, are all just like I said entrenched within like corporate structures. Like all the big media companies, they're these conglomerates meant to make money. Like they're they're not like reporting the news is like a source of income, a source of revenue. It's like so you 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 gear it towards producing that, producing revenue through like. It, it, it gamifies or turns me like you know the news into like entertainment at this point which is like yeah this is why like all these things that come out are like like the whole russia gate stuff like that was that was just like this game that the liberals played with themselves every night on msnbc rachel maddow they just well, they got to be also, secret spies and watch it all unfold yeah, and also, I mean, look at, um, and, and you could probably speak to this more, Cole, but, like, look at historically, like, if you look at, like, representation of, like, the news, the news used to be this, like, um, entity of American life that questioned, like, power structures, right? So, like, typically when when uh, you would, like, lose faith in, like, the American government or whatever, the news was there to, like, break a story or or to say something along those lines, right? Where, like... Now the media is more likely to um, when when something bad happens, they're more likely to either hand wave it, like in the government, more likely to hand wave it, or just to blame it on Trump, right? Like Trump yeah. is the is the beginning; he's the alpha and the omega of all bad things that happen in the world to them. Whereas, like used to, it, was, it didn't matter, like Republican, Democrat. Now there was agendas and stuff, obviously, like of the different news sites or, or, or news channels or, or publications or whatever. Cause there's obvious, there's always going to be that, but it was more like the power, like someone did something unethical on either side. It was going to get reported because if, if uh, the Washington post reported on it and the New York times didn't, then the New York times was like losing the, like the, the battle for like, like views, right? For the battle for like readership. Yeah, I would qualify that a, a, just a bit in the sense that like, um, like say the the Vietnam War was like pretty mm-hmm. much reported on uncritically for much of its run. The mm-hmm. the Post would eventually um, kind of break the story of like um, uh, whoever it was McNamara or whatever Secretary of State had been like 
Uh, like there have been a bunch of records coming out of Vietnam that like they told the, what was going on on the ground that the government had stifled and the post uh, eventually just got a hold of that or knew a guy who had a hold of it. And then they broke it first. They broke the story first about it. But up until that point, it had been like just sort of uncritically reporting what the DOD or or whoever was sort of reporting out of Vietnam and being like, OK, that's exactly what's going on there. Um, I think. I think people used to care more like the media used to be because it didn't have to share space with anything like the newspaper media, television media. Like you believe like people, I feel like believed what was told on the screen because like that's they, they've got the lion's share of stuff. And there's like, why would you think that it's wrong or lying or fake? Like that's, you know, like I feel like people put more stock in the media back then. So if a story like Watergate broke or if, say like i mean like the civil rights movement and like the media attention on there seeing like all the violence going on like the freedom writers getting their heads cracked open actually made an impression on people whereas now if all that stuff was coming out people would just be like well that's fake like okay you're reporting that well i can go on infowars and they can tell me all about how the freedom writers are like communist spies who are like who are faking the violence they're crisis actors you know Oh, the Watergate, like literally Watergate would be like a one page story. Now it would get like we it'd be one of those things where like it'd be like like kind of Russia now. I mean, there's there was actually something there with Watergate. But, you know, it'd be like this massive like like like, you know, especially like like if Trump were in office, like just you have to care about that that sort of thing. Like if Nixon just said like whatever, like if he didn't resign, like were people going to force him out? Would he had to be forced out? Like, I don't know. Like if he just took the same strategy, but again, the context would be different. Cause like people would actually, would actually be pissed off or, or distrust the government over that. Now it just doesn't matter. It's like you, whatever story comes out, whatever ice happens to be doing from day to day, doesn't really make an impact anymore. Cause there's so much, there's just so much sensory shit going on. You're aware of everything you know, of everything going on, not just Watergate, it's 10, 15 Watergates going on every single day. So how, how can you keep track or care about anything at that point? My God, it's like, I forgot what movie that's from. It's like, my God, it's like 10,000, 9-11. It's like, oh, oh, it's uh, Team America. Yeah, it's like 911,000. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that's a that's a good place to wrap, right? Yeah, that's old, a wrap. Old, uh, one more thing, maybe. Um, just real quick. Don't worry, Matt. I'll, I'll edit this out. Okay. <laughs> that that um, trailer you sent, Josh, uh, of the that wasn't me. That was Matt. Oh, Matt. Uh, the Showtime. The Comey. The Comey trailer. The Comey trailer. That is, yeah. and I love that they got fucking uh, the guy from Newsroom. Um, I can't think of his name. I keep wanting to say Jeff Sessions, but it's not Jeff Sessions. Um, the actor, like he was in Newsroom. He played in Aaron Sorkin's mm-hmm. like Newsroom, right? Yeah. He was the guy who did the goddamn news, and it was so important. And now he gets to be Comey, who is so goddamn important. Also, fuck the 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 Don Hall Gleason or not Don Brendan Gleason. He looks terrible. He looks terrible as Trump. <laughs> I don't know why they chose him as Trump. He looks awful. Like he, they should make Trump have an Irish accent and just like let Donald Gleason speak in his normal voice. Like he voice. looks like Brendan Gleason, 
but with a wig on and like like make like like powdery ass makeup on his face. Like I do like I don't buy that at all. And that's what they're running with. Like is that the wait, which Gleason is it? Is it so is it the guy who's in Harry Potter? Yes. Well, I guess they're both in they're Harry Potter. They're both in Harry Potter. Bre- yeah. Brendan Gleason's the <laughs> older he's the The dad. The dad. And Dom Hall is the son, and then there's another Gleason. So Brendan Gleason's Trump. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's him. Yeah. He they both played in this movie. And it was pretty good, and it was about the oh, fuck. Forgot what the name of this movie's called. Anyway, it's like I think it's like an old A twenty four film, but it was about uh, like a uh, a Catholic priest in Ireland. Cavalry, and he like such a good movie, dude. That movie fantastic awesome. movie, yeah. Such a good movie. That movie also like I, I will say um, I saw that um, little shout out before we we go to a different podcast. There's like a guy called Mister Movies, the Mister Movies podcast, and he I didn't listen to it, but he has this podcast on First Reformed, and I highly. Highly recommend First Reform. That movie is fucking awesome. So yeah, I yeah, remember from Calvary's Chris O'Dowd. Like, detach yourself from that is great. Anyway, <laughs> such a good movie. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I guess that's the fun. So, <laughs> all right, see you guys. <laughs>